over. Producers are getting to it. I said it's, I said it's like a skating rink out there this morning. Out my way, I walked outside the front door. And you know when you can see the ice? And it's really, really shiny. And I thought, oh, I'm going to avoid that. She said, I fell over twice on Friday. I thought, yeah, yeah, because you'd had a drink. She said, no, 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 no. She said, I was at yoga. I said, you still had a drink. You know, she went, and, and I hurt my bottom. I thought, well, it's not exactly very far for you to fall. It's only about two feet before you hit it. You want to be like my size, you know, six foot eight. And then when you hit the pavement, God oh, dear. The ricochet effect is absolutely terrible. Anyway, it's nice to have a company. Welcome to Monday. Thank you, Anthony. He's back with you tomorrow morning. I'm still a bit throaty, but don't worry. I've, uh, I've swallowed, I should put overdosing on codeine this morning. I can just tell. Because yesterday it was terrible. I discovered I could talk for about four minutes and then the cough came in. And Alex Kirkland was just reading the news. He's coughing his lungs up upstairs, poor soul. And, uh, because it's just doing the round. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a little virus. I feel absolutely 100%. 100%, yeah. Oh, she's got the hand wash out now. She won't be touching any of your cups this morning. You know, so no change there. And, um, <clears throat> what did I watch on television? Oh, I'll tell you what's boring in the paper today. A, they've actually told you who, um, who's in the Strictly Come Dancing on Ice thing. What a bunch of non-entities. Do you know, honestly, I've, I said yesterday on air, and I've got to stand by, if you want to get anywhere in this day and age, either sleep with somebody famous or do drugs, because that's the only way you get yourself on a television programme. Or failing that, just make something up about yourself and push yourself forward, swear and blind at people. Next thing, you'll be invited onto television. I mean, it's, it, that's the way it goes. The more vulgar people are, the more stupid they are, the more likely they are of getting on the television. That's why our television is so bloody awful at the moment, because we've put all these numpties on there. I mean, every time you turn on the television, you know, there's... I mean, listen, laugh today. There are two... St- I, mean, I have to tell you, because I saw a clip. I'm not watching it because she's so vile. Kerry Katona. Uh, there she is on her programme, being Kerry Katona, or just being another failed... <laughs> Can't even think of a word to describe her. But... And she's going, oh, I'm in love with this bloke. So up comes this tattooed old geezer, and he's going... No, the, no, not the one she's met. Oh, no, 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 she's already ditched Mark, you know, because she gets through them like a dose of salts. This is another one she met. I think he's a window cleaner or something, or a painter and decorator. So she's in love with him, which is strange, because in the Daily Star today, little Miss, uh, little Miss Cokehead is uh, in love with the bloke she's dancing with in Strictly Dancing on Ice. I mean, you know, you just can't believe a word that comes out of the mouth. However, the worst reality programme, and I never saw it, but I just read the reviews, was a poor Alex Reed. How to make the thickest bloke in the world try and look anything less than the thickest bloke in the world. He says, it's not easy being me. I'm going to have to work at winning the public over. Give up now, sweet pea. Give up now. Really, it's a waste of time. You are the most boring plank we've ever seen on the television. You have no personality. You're not interesting. You have no talent. Now go away, you stupid little cross-dressing girl. You're really getting on my nerves today because he's in the papers. Now, I don't believe it. I think that him and Jordan, according to the papers, are going to split up. They're going to split up next year, and he's called her vile and bullying. So tell us something we don't know about the revolting Jordan. Um, Vile bully Jordan drove me out. They're in talks to save their marriage. No chance. I mean, to be honest with you, having seen the way they react, there's no love, there's no nothing at all. All this, you know, rubbish you read in the paper about, oh, she's dyed her hair because she's going to have a baby, she's not having a baby. The most interesting thing I saw on the the, uh, television over the weekend was Downton Abbey. Because I bought the box set, and I'm watching it all. It's so good. It's so good. There's a few little odd little bits in it, which I'm, I'm not going with. But the rest of it, I'll tell you, a great way to spend, you know, a few, uh, a few hours... You know, sitting down, because yesterday it was so cold, it was so cold, that I went out 
uh, yesterday and I was chatting away to Paul and the uh, the staff were in at the fruit and veg shop because it's really the last time to buy the trees and on Saturday when the snow came down and all of and I, 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 I took pictures on my phone and all of a sudden all these trees look great because they're covered in snow but of course nobody's going out there so yesterday I was standing there I thought god blimey it's cold and I stood there for a couple of hours and uh, got myself a cup of coffee and then I thought do you know the best thing I can do I'm not going to go shopping because I've, I've, I've done everything. There's nothing I, I need to do. Just got to wrap the producers. But, I mean, to be honest with you, you can just stick it inside a napkin. And, um, and uh, it's a plaster for her arse. Uh, oh, you wrapped mine yesterday, really? Did it take a lot of paper? It took a lot of... Oh, God. And how are you going to get it on the bus? I know. We sold a tree yesterday to some lady. She bought a tree. That's not a tree, OK. But she came in with all these shopping bags, and she was going on the bus. So she's got a five-foot Christmas tree with her to take on the bus. It was the funniest thing ever funniest thing ever so anyway so um are they going to split up jordan and alex reed who cares who cares? the sooner they do it the better get it all over and done with you know they really do it to you know just to get column inches to get dreary interview he's as i mean when i saw him on loose women and he sweated his pants off i mean that really was the funniest thing i've ever seen um and yeah i don't think the women's i mean i, I think to be honest with you he's i think he's out of his depth he's so out of, because when we saw the, uh, the Jordan programme, another one where, where the numpty doesn't do anything apart from have injections to make her haggard old face look even worse, I'm afraid. And she is looking bad. I mean, it's... You know, she's not even 35. And it looks rough as heck. And that's a glamour model. It didn't take too much to be a glamour model. In fact, I think I could be a glamour model. Well, actually, with, with quite a lot of makeup on. Um, but they, they announced the lineup for the Dancing on Ice programme. So here we go. Drug, druggy girl, Kerry Katona, job, reality TV star. Of course you are, darling. No, no particular talent. You just shove Columbia up your nose. St- exactly, star. That's what they say, star. Magic gets worse. Jennifer Metcalf. Come on. In any reality show, where do they draw the naffos from? Come on. Where do they get them from? Apart from the job centre, they get them from Hollyoaks. And she's in Hollyoaks, although nobody will have the faintest idea who she is, I'm afraid. She's 27, so she must be one of the oldest people in Hollyoaks. It just says Jennifer Metcalf. I don't know who she is. Oh, anyway. Uh, Angela Rippon. Okay, fair enough. Nadia Sawala. Okay. Chloe Maidley, job TV host. Or as I prefer to call it, drunk. You know, remember Chloe? You remember Chloe and the drink driving? She was done for. And apparently the producers contacted all of them and said, listen, you need to fit into skimpy outfits. Not that anybody's ever found Chloe Madeley remotely attractive. But she said, and they, and they said, cut down on drinking. Oh, that'll be nice. Kind of runs, doesn't it, really, that one? But uh, she, I love job, job TV host. When was that, dear? When was that? Ellen Rivas. You know, the former wife of... Um, that little tiny footballer who's going out with a bleakly creature. Uh, she's 35. Job, ex-wag. Ex-wag. In fact, she hasn't even made it into wag. Ex-wag is a job here. OK. Laura Hamilton. No, we didn't know that one either. Laura Hamilton is 27. She's a kids' TV host. No, I'm none the wiser. I'm afraid I've even seen a picture of her. Denise Welsh. It's like, bring, it's like bring out your dead, isn't it, for this one? It's sober up the drunks. Here she is again. Job, loose women presenter. That's a job now, apparently. OK, Dominic Cork. See, I didn't know who Dominic Cork was either. He's apparently a cricketer. Stephen Arnold. Hello! He's the one we've just killed in Coronation Street. He was, uh, he was the butcher. Uh, Sam Atwater. 
Anybody? No, I didn't know who he was either. Apparently he was an actor. He was in EastEnders. Obviously decided the career's finished already. Jeff Brazier, 31, job TV presenter, also known as Jade Goody's ex, and still the only man there whose hair is receding so far back off his head, it's beginning to look like a bald pate he's put on, but he's managed to comb it into a little bit of a shape. It looks a little bit naff now, and to be honest with you, Jeff, we're a bit bored with seeing you. You know, the joke's gone a bit too far, OK? I can take rubbish presenters, but not rubbish presenters who can't speak. OK? A bit like me this morning. Uh, another one here. Uh, Johnson Bihari. Now, you won't know who he is. He's apparently an army hero. That's all I can tell you. He's an army hero. Dave Vitti. No, I've never heard of him either. He apparently is the new voice over for Coach Trip. And he's apparently a Radio 1 DJ. Who? I've never even heard of him. Who is he, for God's sake? Dave Vitti, 36. Sorry about that. Craig McLuckland. Ooh, we like Craig, don't we? He was in Neighbours. That's right. He's 45. 45 now, doesn't seem... It is. Uh, Jason Donovan knows him very well. And Vanilla Ice. So that's the lineup. I mean, apart from, Apparently the one who's getting the most money is Kerry Coke-Toner. And 60,000 quid, they reckon. And she says that Dan has not only saved her career... Sorry, darling, what career? Are you so deranged... In your adult brain. I mean, perhaps she's got the Isonags back. That'd be another good reason for not going there. Oh, Heather Mills has had to cancel her skiing training because of heavy snow. Because she wants to be an Olympic. Yeah, right. It's amazing, isn't it? You look at her little career. Uh, desperate Alex Reed. I'm sorry, Alex. I mean, you know what's going to happen? And I warn you of this now, OK? If this story is true that you're on the verge of splitting up. And to be honest with you, I think you deserve each other because you're both as naff as each other. If you do split up, she will pull you apart in the press. She's done it to everybody else she's ever been out with. She literally lays into them. She'll do the same to you because she's vile. She can't help it. That's just what she is. All the people who hang around her have to go, yes, 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 yes. Because the moment they don't, she kicks them out and they have to start scrabbling around for a little bit of work. So be warned, Alex. She's got a reputation. She's not big. She's not clever. She's not interesting. She's vile. OK? We've seen it on the television. And uh, we've seen it in the programmes. And we've seen her in the press. So I'm just warning you now that if it all finishes... Oh, my God, you're going to have... I'm just going to show the producer a photo I took the other day, actually. I can never remember I keep putting my blasted photos in this thing. Is it in that one? Oh, no, it's in... Hang on, wait a minute. I must show you this photo. This was... Oh, here we go. This, this was it. That's them selling the trees. Oh, how festive. Yeah, it looks lovely, but you couldn't... couldn't uh, oh, wait a oh. That was in Paul's Greek grocer's shop. Snow. Very festive, very mm. festive. That's Twickenham, lovely. Anyway, thank you. OK. Good. <clears throat> if you're flying this week, hope you manage to get away on holiday. Not talking to you in particular, I'm talking to anybody in, in general. Uh, David Beckham celebrated his lifetime achievement honour by getting a secret tattoo. Have you noticed that they've started parading the kids in front of the cameras now? Whereas before, they used to cover them with... Apparently, they used to have to walk about the letterbox over their eyes, which I thought was a bit strange. But uh, now they've started dressing them up and taking them out everywhere. And, uh, and still, we couldn't manage a smile from Vic. Poor Vic stood there, looking like Miss Miserable of all time. For God's sake, darling, crack a smile. For it's just awful. It doesn't take much. Just a little smile, look a little bit happy. You think it makes you look interesting. I know when you smile, it shows all those wrinkles. 
you know, because you're very thin. And if you're very thin, you, ha- you, you just get a load of wrinkles anyway. Dave, get your hair cut. You're looking a bit silly. And the shirt, by the way, very naff. But get the wife to smile. You know, it's Christmas. Come on, be a bit festive. These are the headlines you're waking up to. The mayor has asked managers at Heathrow to pull out all the stops to get London moving again as hundreds remain stranded. Half a million have been disrupted at Heathrow alone. It could be days before things are back to normal. It's minus nine in town at the moment, and the Met officer again warning of icy roads. Gatwick, Luton and Stansted are all suffering some delays. A man's in hospital after two cars lost control on black ice on the M4 in the early hours. Happened just after 3am near the slip road at Junction 3. The road is still closed out of town. And the Prime Minister turns on the floodlights at the 2012 Olympic Stadium later for the first time. (coughs) Excuse me, he'll be joined by a group of schoolchildren as darkness falls in Stratford. Let's have a check on the roads. Matt Jones. Biggest conversation is essential listening during this weather emergency. Morning, everybody. Nice that Petrie mentioned my programme the other day. Well, actually, she didn't so much mention my programme. She mentioned my cupboard with all the sweets in and everything else and said people even steal from Steve Allen's cupboard. Although, actually, today it's got even more sweets in. Who would do that? It's got even more stuff in it today. I went, I went out shopping the other day and it's got not only... You're not going to have them... To, well, no, we'll probably have to start tomorrow because we've got all those Walker's mince pies with the whiskey in. So we've got about 12 boxes of those. So, and woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. So we'll be eating those and those Toblerones and chocolate Father Christmases. And what I'm going to do is, on Christmas Eve, she won't be here by that time, is I'm going to put it all out in the usual place and then everybody can sort of just help themselves. There's Smarties, there's uh, Haribo, there's all sorts of things. I'm quite looking forward to it. Because at the rate we're going at the moment, if we get this snow in this week... And by the way, my advice again, today is the same as yesterday. A, it's now like a skid patch out there. You've heard about the accident on the motorway because of the black ice. You can't see it. And if you can't see it, there's a very good chance it's lurking underneath. And if you bomb down the motorway, there's a very good chance that if you hit some black ice, you're not going to be celebrating Christmas the same way as everybody else is. You're going to be lying in hospital bed. So take it easy out there. Don't drive unless you have to. And don't go to the airport unless you've confirmed that your flight is definitely taking off. Okay, don't even think about it. Don't go, oh, we'll set off just on the off chance because we've got a flight this morning. Check with the airport, first of all. Check with, uh, with the internet and just make sure it's taking off. If they say it's taking off, then fine. If they say they're not sure, don't go up there. You'll just add to the confusion. You'll sit around. If you've got kids, you'll be as miserable as sin and you could sit up there for two days. Because if they cancel your flight, you've then got to wait. Not going to put you on the next one. They're going to be putting you on the one that's got some spare seats on it. And unfortunately, some of the flights are particularly popular. I think yesterday, four flights ran out of Heathrow. And that was to Miami, Los Angeles, and two other places. I can't remember what they were, but uh, that was it. So there's hundreds and hundreds of people sitting up there now. And if you really want to get a nice silver blanket, then go up there. But to be honest with you, I I just wouldn't bother. I know it could... I mean, even I'm preparing fingers crossed it doesn't happen for the worst and thinking that if if the snow comes down before christmas eve and i can't drive down to essex where it might be particularly bad i might just have to sort of say well this year we'll just have to write it off and say the weather beat us i'm determined it won't but i'm i'm just not risking taking the car out if the snow's going to be coming down and uh, and there's people coming from all over so we'll just have to wait and see just have to wait and see uh <clears throat> thomas is a fourth year medical student he says, and unlike those people who nearly burnt your tree down, an international insult. Don't worry, they get their comeuppance. I've spent the last five weeks commuting between Norwich and Ipswich for hospital placement, and your podcasts have kept me alert. Nice, isn't it, you see? I think podcasting is the way forward. Actually, you'll notice these ones. Somebody wrote in yesterday and said, such a shame Steve Allen couldn't be with us today. 
<laughs> I thought, I didn't sound that different yesterday. He said, can you thank my parents back in Chalfonts and Charles for their excellent support? Oh, they paid. Oh, they paid. Oh, that's all right, then. I don't mind that. I don't mind people paying for stuff like that. And uh, Andy says, I was flicking through the channels on Sunday afternoon, came across Alex Reed getting a pasting on Bravo 2. He's, I'm sorry, he's, what he's trying to do, and, and it's not working very well, he thinks that he can jump onto the Jordan brand bag wagon and, and have, but he's not interesting enough. You know, Kerry Katona, we all laugh at and point fingers at. Alex Reed, you just feel sorry that in order to launch a career, he has to marry Jordan. I mean, a whole thing stage managed by a magazine. It's his little parents turned up. I felt so sorry for his parents because they, they sort of turned up and you could see they were out of their depth. You've got Jordan, loudmouth, vulgar, cheap and trashy. And then you've got Alex's parents who look really sweet. And you think, they must be thinking, well, we're actually going to smile because we're really quite happy. That, you know, because we didn't think he was going to marry a woman in the first place because all this cross-dressing malarkey. But uh, anyway, I'm sure it'll go really well. And then you've got Jordan, loudmouth and cheap and vulgar. I mean, you wouldn't... Just really awful. Just really awful. Uh, <clears throat> 84850. Graham says, how do you LBC presenters manage to get to work when everybody else struggles? Oh, just a little bit resourceful. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how we manage to get to work. Don't get in, don't get paid. That's a very good incentive, let me tell you. Very good. It's like, you know, sore throat... Are you, are you staying at home? No, I'm not. I don't come in. They did say to me yesterday, they said, uh, <clears throat> do you want to have tomorrow off? No, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> oh, dear. And Jackie says, don't gloat about Downton Abbey. I ordered it from Amazon for delivery on the 13th and I'm still waiting. It's so annoying. OK, what happens in episode two? Episode two is where they're walking out in the garden and then... <laughs> it's so good. It's so, It's got so many twists in it. And it's very good. At the moment, I'm, I'm up to where they've just set the cook off because she's got cataracts. It's all very exciting. <laughs> oh, dear. It sounds really thrilling, doesn't it? But it's very important in the kitchen because she's a bit like Mrs Bridges. Of course you get Ruby. Remember that from upstairs, downstairs. That's coming back as well. Uh, Johnson Bihari recently won the Victoria Cross. Is that, is that now a requisite for, for going on Strictly Come Dancing on Ice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. And Ellie says... It's Strictly Dancing on Ice. Isn't it Strictly Dancing on Ice? No, it's Strictly Dancing on Ice, isn't it? I thought so. Wait a minute. You think it's just Dancing on Ice? Well, now I've got to check, you see. The new line-up for... Da, da, da. Oh, no, it's called Dancing on Ice. But I think it's Strictly Dancing on Ice. Because they're not doing it on anything else, are they? Or failing that, you know, to do it outside. and push Kerry Katona around. Um, what a fab start, says Ellie. You've made to the week. Not even a sore throat can hold you back. Well, I've just explained. It's money. I'm far too mean, I'm afraid, at Christmas. I mean, you know, I've got a lot of people to support. I've got family and everything else. Nothing worse than the kids sitting at home over Christmas. And no food on the table. So I've got to come in here. And, and if it means a couple of coughs every so often, you'll have to put up with it. <clears throat> uh, Johnson Beharry's Victoria Cross winner. Very brave and a shame he has to do that programme. Well, presumably he's getting paid for it. He can't be doing it for free. I mean, they're all getting paid. Although he must be thinking, Victoria Cross winner, hero, sorry... Drug addict? Hello? What am I doing on this programme? David is in uh, snowy and cold Sawbridgeworth. I know Sawbridgeworth. You know who lives in Sawbridgeworth? It's the, uh, the Beckhams. That's where Beckham Palace is, which I thought they were selling. I thought that was up for sale. Do smile, Vic. Please smile. Just do us all a favour. Just, just once. When she came in to see me ages ago, she did smile. I have a picture of her smiling. I also have a, I have, um, a kiss on a napkin. She put lipstick on. You know, a lot of people do that, and then they go, 
and they put it on a napkin and gave it to me. And then she wrote underneath, and you said we'd never last. <laughs> How wrong can you be? Uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, 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 other things in the paper today. I'm trying to find something remotely interesting. Oh, yes, I've got the awards. This is the, uh, the Playlist 2010 Reader's Poll, sponsored by HMV. These, so people wrote in and voted. And, uh, and I've seen uh, lots of things on the show. I've seen JLS. I really want to hear them singing live. I know it seems a little bit mean and a bit churlish, but I really would like to hear them singing live at some point. Because I've now come to the conclusion that 90% of people going out doing concerts do not sing live. I think it's click track. But anyway, best UK band, JLS. Because they're very popular at the moment, aren't they? And uh, I'm sure they'll all do very, very well. Uh, Best British male, Robbie Williams. The gurning Stoke-on-Trent bloke, who's not all there, uh, gets best British male. Best British female, Cheryl Cole. For what? For what? Best international male, Michael Bublé. Best international female, Rihanna. Best UK newcomer, Tiny Temper. I think I quite like Tiny Temper, actually. I think I've probably got some tiny temper stuff on my iPod. Uh, best international newcomer, Justin Bieber. What, the stranger... Did you see Cher describing him on the Graham Norton show? She said, and I was at this awards ceremony, she said, and they said, oh, you have a picture taken with Justin Bieber. And she went, yeah, she said, and this 12-year-old comes and stands next to me. She said, I looked at him, she, I thought, who are you? It's very funny indeed, because he's 16, really. I know he looks about 12. And he wears his baseball cap. He does look like a little child, doesn't he? Little child's body. Uh, Best tour of 2010, Lady Gaga. Best festival, Glastonbury. Sexiest male in music, Robbie Williams. Obviously not uh, touted around very far. Sexiest female, Cheryl Cole. And act you'd like to never release music ever again, Jedward. (laughs) I mean, it kind of figures, doesn't it? Poor old Jedward. Poor old Jedward. Very sweet, but, I mean, you really don't... They're, they're hoping, I think, to enter Euro- Eurovision. And you, you think to yourself, I don't think so, love. Oh, it was nice to see the other day Kayla. Remember Kayla, who was in the jungle? No, you won't know who she is. She's uh, a blonde bimbo who was a, a Playboy pin-up. But, I mean, it doesn't take too much to be a Playboy pin-up. you just got to have your hair bleached and have your breasts done. And uh, then you can be in there. And you just have to be nice to old men. And so, who's she dating? Ashley Cole. Does she think she's read about him? Or do you think she's thinking, I wonder how I can be famous in UK. I'll date Ashley Cole. Or just about anybody I can find, actually. Because she doesn't appear to have a job as such. And and we do worry about people that don't have jobs in this day and age. Uh, Here is Cara. Cara Taunton you can be bored witless with. You were bored witless when she went out with Joe Swash. You're going to be even more bored now. She's won the Strictly Come Dancing on Ice in the Sky on the Ballroom and just about any other programme. And so she's now fallen in love with her dancer. But there again, you've only got to go out with her for five minutes and she falls in love with somebody and then she tells everybody about it and balls you senseless. And then the moment she finds somebody better, she'll ditch them and go on to that because she's in love with the dancer at the moment. So they'll have a little fling. She'll milk it and you'll all be bored with this with girl goes out with bloke. You know, surprise, surprise. Because you assume that most of the dancers on Strictly Come Dancing on ice and on the flat surfaces as well are in fact uh, whoopsies. Because let's face it, most of them do look a little bit, quite a bit camp. You know, I mean, there's a lot of body shaving going on. A lot of body shaving. You know, I remember years ago, a friend of mine going to see the Chippendales. All right, it was Biggins. He goes to see... He's the only man in the audience. He goes to see the Chippendales, and he goes backstage afterwards, and many, many of the Chippendales are using body waxing, fake tan, 
and uh, also they use eyeliner and mascara and stuff like that. Not at all butch, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, this is a very butch Steve Allen this morning. It's LBC 97.3, and the time for you, in case you're worrying... I think we're going to dispute the temperature this morning. We both decided we don't think it's minus nine in Soho. I'll tell you for why, because we had minus six in Oslo, and that was biting cold. I mean, that was... Perhaps it's a different sort of temperature, I don't know. Perhaps it's the wrong sort of temperature. But I don't believe... I mean, I walked, the, you know, across the square earlier on, and it wasn't... Uh, there was no wind chill factor, which normally sort of accounts for, for dropping the temperature down. So I'm not totally convinced. I think it's probably about minus one, two, but that's about it, I think. Why would it be in Soho, minus, minus nine? Noreen says, we're snowed in here in the wilds of St Albans. Ooh. It's great when you look out, isn't it? It's great when you look out and you go, isn't that really pretty? You don't want to go out in it. Because you fall over, and I'm, I'm desperate not to fall over, because if I fall over, I know I'm going to cry. And I try, but the worst thing is for me, because I've got bad eyesight, my eyes water in any wind, so I tend to wear dark glasses a lot of the time. And mainly because I've got really, really sensitive eyes. And if the wind gets in my eyes, I look as I've been crying. So I walk into a shop, the heat then hits me, I can't see anything, and they think I'm, you know, I'm having an upset. They go, you're right. Just can't see anything, you know, to get me hanky out. So, um, so I know exactly what it's like at the moment. She says that you sounded rough yesterday. As you know, she says, I do worry about you. <clears throat> I do you know this is the second time this year that I've got this. I must be, as I get a bit older, heading into my 40th now, um, I, I do start being a little bit more susceptible to picking up things. And I've had my flu jab. I've had all the, the bits and pieces that I need to get me through. And I'm taking all my medicine. And I got a lovely card from the chemist the other day from Goods. Actually, I'm going to drop something in for them a little bit later on, which is quite nice. And uh, then the producer is away. Amanda's away on Thursday, back here on Friday. And uh, she's, no, it's her first Christmas away. And I said, well, it was so nice to have a two-centre holiday. First part in Gatwick, second part in Heathrow. You know, she's going, don't say that, don't say that. So, <laughs> just poor soul. But everybody's trying, oh, oh, we've got tears, we've got tears now. Oh, God. And she's going to be sitting up there. She's going to be the only one wearing a, a fairy tinsel wings and holding a wand. You know, last fairy in the shop, as it were. Sitting there waiting. Is my plane going? Yes, it's going to take off. But the bad news is it's not going where you think it's going. We're going to divert you somewhere else. Because a lot of people coming into London had that, didn't they? They sent them up to Birmingham, of all places. Of all places to go to. You don't want to go to Birmingham. But uh, I hope you, you, you're stocked up with food, Noreen. She said, do you know where the next show will be, please? Uh, I th I'm pretty certain in saying it's going to be back at the Mermaid. I'm pretty certain. I t for the, the simple reason, it's central London, but it's going to be when it's a little bit warmer. And do you know all the pictures that we had on Chris Christodoulou's site, which is photochris.co.uk? Over 100,000 hits he's had. He said, it's not bad. He said, that's nine days after the show extravaganza. They've had 100,238 which is not bad, hits. We're, we're very pleased with that. Very, very pleased. So, well done to everybody. And also, the other day, we, we recorded record number of hits to the LBC website to have a look at the Panto photos. This is me looking scared with Louis Spence. Me and lovely Barbara. Actually, there's a piece on Barbara today, I think, in the, uh, in the Daily Mail. So, if you're listening, Scott, good piece. I'll have to send him a text, actually. And um, she's loving Panto, and she's got a great review down there. But we knew that anyway. I didn't ever think anybody as a you know, good at panto as she is, would ever get a bad... Re they don't give bad reviews to Barbara Windsor. They really don't. It's almost like she's sort of... She's sort of royalty. You don't, you don't touch her. And there's no need to. 
She's always going to deliver. Actually, the best day we had was December the 7th for the hits uh, to Chris's site. 40,000 of you hit the site on that day. So over 100,000 already, which is good news. He's, he, he went, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, on the 12th of December. That's 100,000 hits, which is very good. So if you want to go to the LBC website, it's lbc.co.uk, and click on the Panto picture. And I don't know what there is on the Advent calendar for today. I haven't looked at the Advent calendar. Should we have a look on the Advent calendar as we open the round window for today? Oh, no, sorry, they're all square windows. So we'll have a look. Yesterday was uh, me breakdancing, which I thought was very good. Then I had a look at the Panto pictures, but I'd, I'd had a quick look at those before. And today... Because now it's the 20th. Uh, on the advent calendar for the 20th, what do we open up today and find behind the... We've got to find the number 20 first, because we're hopeless. There it is, just down by the bottom of my leg. And it's... Oh, that's right. This is a series. It's an audio clip. And it's a thing that I presented years ago on LBC. And it was looking around London's stately homes and out in the country. We did chart well. And uh, we called it A Place in the Country. And it was A Place in the Country with Steve Allen. And it was me going around these houses, number one London and places like that. And uh, this particular clip is of Hatfield House. So you won't have heard that for a long, 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 long time. Back in the 80s, this was. How depressing. Back in the 80s. I was a very young person then. Very young. I'm still a fairly young person now. It's 27 degrees in Auckland. So Merry Christmas from Neil. Kathy, Kevin and Ali all listening are so happy for you. I couldn't be happier. 27 degrees. Hope you get sunburn. <laughs> 27 degrees. How can you tell us about it? Listen, I mean, I know we've only got a bit of snow here. I did break the other day in the car and I did skid. And that, that frightened me a bit. That was enough to kind of put me off driving for a little while. Uh, in the sun today, uh, David Beckham had tears. He's got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Perhaps one of these days he might actually bother to... Um, to sort of shave and do something with his hair. It's very naff. That's an old man's sort of hairstyle, isn't it? Very strange. I mean, he needs to do something. Nice that he cried, though. I like people who cry. Because you know me. I mean, I cry all the time. I spend my life crying, actually. Look out the window, cry. <laughs> do everything. Um, so here's a picture of Dave and, uh, and Vic and their sons. And uh, they're all very happy together, aren't they? Quite. Uh, I think that's quite good. Don't have any problem with them at all. I just wish she'd smile. That's all I want. At 10pm, I kissed Artem. By 5am, I was in casualty. This is Cara Toynton. OK, enough already. I've really had enough. I don't want to hear her, her voice ever again. Wills and Katie wedding memorabilia goes on sale today. It's good, isn't it? Wedding memorabilia. Uh, without the couple's faces on it. So they've just got a, a design. And it looks very nice, actually. Will I be buying any? Probably, yes. I'll have to buy something. I'd have to buy something. I mean, I'm, I'm not really into wedding memorabilia. Oh, God, what's Alex Curran wearing? I don't know, somebody else's hair and a little miniskirt going out on the town in Liverpool. Nice to know that, uh, Alex, what do you do for a living, love? Nothing. But you do troll around, don't you? Best friend. Did you? Oh, I tell you, the worst thing I ever saw on the television. And it was repeated. I missed it first time round. But so many of you had sent in a thing saying, did you see the X Factor where roving reporter Colleen Rooney was out? You're right there. You're right. You're right. It was a bit like that. And she was screeching away through it. And I happened to catch it on the repeat. <gasps> Don't ever let her loose on television again. Don't ever let her loose. Where am I coming from? I mean, she was dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. But if you walk... Did you see that through Leicester Square? That woman. You saw... Uh, yeah. Yeah, just near... Amanda saw somebody this morning. A woman wearing a pair of hot pants. No t 
tights and eight-inch heels. I told you I saw that girl the other day. You can't walk on ice and heels. It's just stupid. And also, hot pants, excuse me, in winter, unless you're an absolute slapper of the worst order. You don't go out in hot pants. I'm sorry. You just don't. I mean, it's just... Not even with tights underneath. You don't... Not in this weather. You just don't. Unless you're really cheap or you're renting by the hour. You know, you just... You wear proper clothes. I know. Oh, right. Oh, she was with guys having a fight. Oh, dear. Well, you see, the trouble is, I've seen people around here. I mean, the amount of people who end up being sick in this alleyway down here. Somebody's being sick. Isn't it awful? It just is dreadful. You th- I always think to myself, I'm so glad you're being sick, but I just wish you'd done it at home. Small wonder taxi drivers look at people and go, I'm not picking you up, mate. Definitely not. Uh, minus ten in Cuffley, says Dominic. Minus ten. He said, I don't think it's minus ten. I'm going I'm to get my, my little thermometer out in a minute. Brace yourself. McCuffley, it could be. Uh, Lee says it's minus eight in Exeter. It's been snowing since one. We've had a foot of snow. Well, that's OK. I don't mind that. Exeter is Devon. It's quite nice down there, isn't it, really? And um, gargle whiskey and swallow kills all germs in the throat. Uh, I think I've got this one for a few. It's sounding a lot better, let me tell you. A lot better. I've discovered this. I should need to go and get some more codeine care. Sugar-free, this one, so it's OK for, for diabetics, which I got from Goods the other day. And then I got home and discovered I had another bottle of it. So I brought it in this morning, which is good. Uh, Tanya says, I live in Rygate, and my children have been told college and senior school closed. I work in a large junior school, and we're open for teaching till Tuesday. Good for you. I think it's just an excuse for some people, isn't it? It's a case, oh, it's snowing, we shan't go into work. You go, I like coming into work. I mean, what would I, if I sat at home today, what would I do? Cut, cut my toenails, go and have a manicure, and probably do some highlights, you know, my hair or something. But that's all I'd do. I wouldn't do anything else. <clears throat> I'm not really sort of go out for lunch, you know, with some of the girls, things like that. Do you know, four in five health claims on vitamins and supplements cannot be backed up by science. They found they, they couldn't find a link with the ingredients to, to, uh, to health uh, benefits in 80% of cases. This is done by Witch magazine. And uh, they say that they're just not worth the money that you pay for them. And to be honest with you, I, I agree. You know, the amount of money we spend on cold stuff and, you know, everything. I mean, I, I do like going to chemists. They will tell you. I can stand there quite... If, if somebody put me down on a little seat with wheels on it, I could whiz up and down aisles quite happily. America, I love for all the, uh, the things in the chemist that you can't get here. And also less of an embarrassment, isn't there? You go into the chemist's tier, and I had to buy... What did I buy the other day? I can't remember what it was. I, I can't tell you what it was I bought, but I had to fib. I was terrible. I had to, I had to say, I think she said it was called so-and-so. You have to pretend it's not for you if you go into the... Ke- Come on, how many times have you done that? You've been into the chemist, you think, and there's a young girl behind the counter. You know, she looks about 12... And she goes, yeah, because they're really helpful, you know, <laughs> in boots. That's why I don't go to boots anymore. I only go to goods because they're, they're people on my, my level. I can talk to people on my level and I'm fine. And, and I bought something embarrassing. It, was, it wasn't really embarrassing, but it's the kind of thing I had to pretend it was for somebody else. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's just really embarrassing, isn't it? it was, <laughs> I'm not telling you what it is. Yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> And you sort of think you can't, you know, you have to buy it. You're pretending it's for somebody. I pretend it's my grandmother. My grandmother's been dead and buried these last 30 years at least, I'm afraid. If not 40 years, I'm afraid. 40 years doesn't seem possible, actually. I just remember, you know, when you sort of grow up, and I was talking to somebody the other day about sort of losing a parent. 
And I said, it's, it's an awful thing. And I've, start, I've got a lot of cards in from people. And they say, look, you know, we, we rely so much on LBC because it's the weekend, which is terrible. If you've lost somebody, it's, it's the weekend. Which, during the week, it's fine. Everybody's around. At the weekend, nobody seems to be around and people have got things to do. So people get forgotten. And people just think, oh, you get over it. But it's not easy if you've been somebody, where, you know, for 40 years or something. And all I remember is with, with my grandparents, I only ever met one of my granddads. And all I remember is he used to have this pinstripe suit, which just looked too big for him. And he had an inhaler because he had asthma. But it, was, it wasn't, you know, a posh one. This was a bulb, which you squeezed at the end. And all I remember is this <laughs> kind of thing. And that's all I remember. And then he passed away. And then my nana on my mum's side, I just remember her being quite a large lady. That's all I remember. But people in those days, nanas or grandmothers, look like grandmothers. Nowadays, they look amazing. They haven't got any wrinkles. They've got nothing. All my grandmothers smelt of sort of Palmer violets and stuff like that. Because nobody had it. I don't think she had perfume. I don't know what she put on, but it certainly wasn't perfume. Uh, <coughs> and also, nobody had fashionable clothes. They had very sensible shoes, sensible skirts, and they looked after clothes. Now, it's all disposable, isn't it? I've just had a clear-out of clothes at home. Three bagfuls of clothes. And I've not even made a dent... It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Liz Hurley is begging her husband to take her back after her disastrous fling with Shane Warne. So it turns out he'd been texting another girl in Australia. Big surprise there. So Liz is kind of stuck now. The ex-husband is going, mm, I'm not really sure I want you back, dear. You know, you've, no, I don't think so. I think we'll just leave you. You know, you, you go and find somebody else. But by the way, I'm taking you to court. It always becomes interesting, doesn't it? And uh, Louis Walsh. Out with a woman. Oh, no, sorry, it's Simon Cowell's fiancé. Uh, this is the uh, Husseini woman to dinner at Posh Cipriani. Oh, bless him, old Louis Ward. Who was it described him this morning as looking a bit vacant on television? They said every time you see him on The X Factor, you get the impression he doesn't quite engage his brain before he talks about some of the acts because he's way off the mark on a lot of them. Wait a minute, we just have a quick sip of water, then we'll do the headlines. Wait a minute, just... Uh-huh. Take me time to do that. <coughs> There you go. Which means we should get through the headlines without coughing. OK? Brace yourselves. These are the stories you're waking up to. Boris Johnson has spoken to BAA to ensure they're doing everything possible to get Heathrow Airport moving. There were just 20 flights possible yesterday compared to the normal 1,300. Heathrow will be open and operating a limited schedule from 6am. Meanwhile, a man's been taken to hospital after two cars lost control on black ice on the M4 this morning. It happened at ten past three, just after the slip road at Junction 3. And David Cameron will turn on the floodlights at London's 2012 Olympic Stadium later. The Prime Minister will be the first to flick the switch on the new illuminations after darkness falls in Stratford. Check on the roads. Let's get you there this morning. If you really must go to work, here's the man who'll help you. Say, this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Boris Johnson is going to be joining Nick in the studio this morning. Because Boris, as you know, is uh, trying to make sure that BAA are doing everything possible to get Heathrow. As the Daily Mail say today, planes grounded, thousands of Christmas holidays ruined, roads ungritted, drivers stranded for hours, and all because it snowed. You know, it is, it is appalling. We were in, I said yesterday, we were in Twickenham on Saturday when the snow came down like heavy. I mean, it was like rain. I haven't seen snow like that since I was in Vienna some years ago. And, and there it came down like rain. I thought, wow, it's just, I mean, it looks, so within a short space of time, everything's covered in it, including yourself. And, and then we saw the gritting lorry and I thought, and we all shouted, three hours too late. You know, they knew it was going to snow. Why didn't they not go out and, and just start gritting in anticipation of the snow? Because the side roads are a nightmare. 
In fact, if you live in a side road, and they're, they're generally not the best roads, uh, they're, they're, they're never clear. You've just got to wait till it all melts, and I was hoping today a lot of it would actually melt. But uh, so far it is not doing it, so make sure you keep tuned to LBC and then we can bring you up to date with any, uh, any travel uh, misdemeanours which are going on. Uh, David says, I've never really heard you mention Connie Huck from the extra factor on how hopeless she is at presenting. No, I don't, I don't talk about Connie Huck at all, I'm afraid. I used to switch her off as she used to wind me up and I've heard she's been sacked. I don't think so. No, don't think. She's definitely not been sacked, no. I think what they're doing is they're, they're always looking. I know she makes mistakes on every programme. And she's, I've, I saw her doing something else with Steve Jones from Channel 4, but it was on the BBC. They've really dumbed down the BBC, I'm afraid. They used to have such good presenters. I'm starting a campaign to get Noel Edmonds uh, back with Crinkly Bottom and to get Noel's Christmas presents back on the BBC because it was, it was the best programme. It had all the celebrities on. It was great fun to watch. It was light entertainment. And Noel is an absolute past master at doing it. It was brilliant. We've got to see Graham Cole every week and loads of other people. So I think the BBC should really, you know, sort of get themselves up off their fat bottoms and, and get some decent programmes back on the television. Steve Jones with a ghastly programme yesterday and Connie Huck, who can't present for Toffee. I'm afraid it's not quite enough just to play the, um, aren't I sexy card? Because I'm not really that interested. I'm more interested whether somebody can present a programme. makes no difference to you whether I'm good-looking or, or not particularly good-looking. And it doesn't make any difference on television either. But uh, she might be coming back next year. I don't think they've made any decision. I don't think there's any decision made on that at the moment. But don't worry, you'll be first to hear about it. Actually, Gatwick have... Uh, go on, blimey. Uh, is it... Was it ready? Yeah. yeah, Gatwick. They, no, they, they've just confirmed an £8 million investment to double their fleet of snow-clearing equipment from 47 to 95. By so, Thursday? <laughs> no, that, this is... No. Next year, but it does... They, they will arrive some, some next week... Next week's no good. I know. And also the rest in early 2011. They say Gatwick will have the same snow clearance capability as Oslo airports. Because <laughs> we had no trouble landing in Oslo at all. But, uh, so that, that they're going to spend eight million quid. Why didn't they spend it last year? Why didn't they spend it last Why did they leave it until everybody goes, listen, you couldn't organise the proverbial in a brewery. It's just ridiculous that we can't get flights taking off. Every other country manager... I've said before, you go to Kittler Airport which is inside the Arctic Circle, just outside... No, it's just inside the Arctic Circle. They don't go... I'm terribly sorry, it's snowed, and we've got snow for six months, so there's no flights at all. They land and they take off. It's a tiny airport, but they land and take off. Here, we have no... Oh, we can't fly in that, can we? So people sit there at the airport, and we're, we're very good, the British, aren't we? We try and be very stoic, and yet I do watch the programme on EasyJet on the television, where people lose their temper with EasyJet staff... And an EasyJet staff sit there and say, and at one point, one of them walked away because this family were revolting. I'd have walked away. And this woman screams after him, that's right, walk away, walk away. <laughs> I thought I'd have walked away. <laughs> Pushed you in the snow as well. And they go, yeah, we, we booked this flight and that, you know, if it, you book on a budget airline, you get what you pay for. We actually flew back. Who did we fly back with from Oslo? Which airline did we fly back with? I know we had to buy our own sandwich on the plane. We had to buy our own sandwich. It was... Was it Norway Air? We had to buy your own sandwich. Of course, and, 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 then, we, and then we go to America. And uh, if, if you're flying premium economy, they come round and offer you a sandwich, uh, you know, just after they've woken you up. And, of course, I love cheese. Cheese and pickle sandwich. You can win me over. Toasted, cold, I couldn't care less. Cheese and pickle. So they go to me, um, what sandwich do you like? Uh, Coronation chicken, cheese and pickle. I said, I love cheese and pickle. So they say to madam, they go, what would you like? No, I don't want a sandwich. I said, yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I really don't want a sandwich. Yes, you do. 
In the end, I said about four times to her, and then she finally, it sunk in. Oh, get the sandwich and give it to Steve. Oh, dear me. Terrible. Uh, Emma Barnett, the technology and digital media correspondent to The Telegraph, is doing the papers this morning, uh, which is good news, because there's, there's loads in there about the weather. And we are the official snow station now. And now I've told you about the £8 million investment, but it's not happening till later. So by the time the snow clears, <laughs> we'll have all the snow ploughs in. Ridiculous. Uh, thank you, incidentally, for all of the uh, the Jackie Lawson cards which have arrived. Very, very good. I do love the Jackie Lawson cards. Roy says, airports in France, Italy, Germany and the Netherlands were also closed or experiencing delays. Several flights to and from Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver were cancelled, stranding thousands of Canadian travellers in the days before Christmas. It's not only us. Airports in Europe are closed and at a standstill. We're pathetic. I'm sorry. I think we're pathetic. We just... Let me tell you the weather for today. <clears throat> now they're saying... Icy roads. If you don't have to drive today, my advice is don't drive today because it's just, it's madness. Okay. Yes, Craig and Leighton, it was. Okay. Everybody now trying to guess what it was I was buying in the chemist. Yes, you guessed it too. All right. I think we need to go into it. <laughs> oh, dear. It's an embrocation. All right. So they're warning of icy roads until 11 o'clock this morning. Now, my advice is, if you live in a side street and it's not been gritted, which the chances are it will not have been, be careful. Because if you brake very quickly, your car will start sliding and it will slide into somebody else's car. So if you don't have to go out today, I know if you've got to go to work, go to work. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. So it's going to be very cold. Freezing fog patches clearing slowly during the morning. Dry at first. Some outbreaks of mostly light snow spreading slowly north and east throughout the day. Temperature minus one. Currently it's minus nine. And uh, they've said for tomorrow, cold, generally cloudy, further outbreaks breaks of mostly light snow. Uh, there's more sleet, rain or snow at times on Wednesday. Same for Thursday and same for Friday. The high, zero to two degrees. That's what it'll vary at. So it's if it's only light snow and stuff like that, it's, it's not too bad, is it? Don't forget Boris Johnson. We'll be joining Nick uh, this morning on The Breakfast Show to find out what he's uh, doing. It's not an easy job, is it? Because you can never manage to do everything. And I wish that they would... When they salt play... You know when they say we're going to salt the thing? Can we salt, then, with salt, as opposed to mixing it with sand and grit? Because, to be honest with you, all the streets now, this horrible brown colour everywhere, which ruins your shoes, your clothes. It's just dreadful. Dreadful. Um, <clears throat> Ellie says, Downton Abbey was great, but nothing can touch upstairs, downstairs. Do you see Ruby in Emmerdale last year? Weird. She was old and verging on posh. She died in the story. I was waiting for Mrs Bridges to pop out and make her scrub the saucepans. Have you noticed in every one of the kitchens, not only in upstairs, downstairs, but in Downton Abbey, there's always the matriarch, and they're always fairly large ladies, and they've always got somebody to say, Ruby? Ruby? Mrs. Bridges used to be. And Mrs. Mrs. Bridges in Upstairs, Downstairs was like Amy Turtle in Crossroads. She could never remember her lines. And so she'd be stumbling over lines, but it made it more appealing. I loved Upstairs, Downstairs. But if you look at Downton Abbey, it's actually filmed in a proper, proper house. High Clear Castle. Minus six in South End, says Kim. Mm, minus six. Mind you, yes, I like South End. I know it's Londoners' Day out. I, I love it. Minus ten in Chelmsford, says Andy. And, uh, Steve, it's minus 11 in Guildford. I'm stuck in my car due to slipping downhill, listening to LBC, whilst waiting for the AA. And what possible use do you think Alcoholics Anonymous are going to be to you at this time of the morning? Goodness sake. It's no good phone them out saying, I've had a little drinky-poos. You know, it's not going to work, is it? You need the RAC or somebody like that to come out to you, or the Automobile Association. Uh, in a place called Roanoke, it's minus four. 
I've never even heard of that. That's somewhere VA. What's VA? Where's that? No, it's in the USA. I don't think Vancouver's in the USA. Even our limited... No- We're bit, sounding a bit Jade Goody this morning, aren't we, I'm afraid? Minus 13 in Stratford. Uh, H in London says, uh, We're not the only place that's floundering in the snow. France is having problems too. Act of nature. I had to walk three miles home from the tube. No buses. But I did meet three snowmen on the way. What? No snow women? Morning, everybody. Yes, it's cold. Yes, we've still got snow. Yes, we've still got ice. And yes, there is black ice. And no, not every flight is taking off. Okay, that summed up the world for you this morning in a nutshell. So if you stay tuned to LBC, advice again, if you're just waking up and you've got a flight today, do check, do check either Stansted or Gatwick or Heathrow or even London City. Just check that the flight is taking off. If it's not, don't go anywhere near the airport. And you just have to, I know it's a pain, but you have to keep checking. Uh, They're going to try and get things back to normal or as near normal as they can. But with a huge backlog, there's going to be huge problems up at Heathrow. Tempers are going to be very short and there's going to be accidents on the road. Uh, We've been asking you to text in with what the temperature's like round where you are. Uh, Mohammed, minus 13 in Baldock. I don't even know where Baldock... What are you doing in Baldock? Is that Hertfordshire? What the dickens are you doing out there? I'm not... This is one of my drivers... This is, this is Mohammed, one of my drivers, honestly. Mohammed or, or Ali. And um, it sounds great to Mohammed Ali. I, think I quite like it, actually. But I've not had him for ages and ages, because he generally gets the really posh people. And uh, I'm not a really posh person anymore. But he gets stuck out there with minus 13. Thank goodness for heating. Although, strangely, I spoke to um, Paul Cooper the other day. You know, the man who's got the fruit and veg shop and the trees. And uh, he said, the other, I said, listen, I said, when you get home tonight, put on the heating. He said, the boiler's broken. I said, you're joking. He said, no. He said, not only is the boiler broken, he said, we've got no hot water either. I went, oh, no, that would, oh. You see, I had it two two years ago. Is it two years ago? Two or three years ago, where a month before Christmas, the boiler, and it, I, I thought it was a bit odd because I looked at the pilot light and it appeared to be filling up with water. And I thought, ooh, and uh, for some reason, I tried to light it. You know, you do silly things. And, and it didn't work. And so all over Christmas, I had to boil up kettles and I had everything going on the, on the hob, filling up two... I, went, I specifically and bought two buckets from the, from the shop and filled up one with hot water and then poured half of it into the other and then sort of wet myself in the shower. But it's amazing... When, when I say I wet myself in the shower, I, I, I covered myself in water with, with the sponge and then uh, I soaked myself and then used the other bucket for rinsing it all off. And I did that for three months. For three months. And in the end, I got quite used to it. And do you remember I told you a while ago, I turned on the, uh, the tap on the, uh, in the shower and it came out cold, so I braced myself for it. It turned out I needed to boost the pressure on there for it to light. But I was quite prepared for a nice cold shower. It's amazing how quickly you get in and out. And after the first jet of cold water hits you, you do kind of get used to it. It's supposed to be very invigorating. But I did, three years ago, invest in a fan heater. Never, ever again. My electricity bill went through the roof. So do not, I'm afraid, buy fan heaters. It's not going to do you any good at all, I'm afraid. Um, so now we know what the temperature's like all over the place. It varies between minus one to ma- minus 13, and uh, it's not good. I mentioned there's two things you must do for me today. You must check out the advent calendar. 
the Steve Allen Advent Calendar, because for today, the 20th of December 2010, it's a clip of me doing a, a show years ago on LBC. It was a series called A Place in the Country, where I went round and did stately homes with the help of the V&A Museum. And we went round. It, it was very much an upstairs, downstairs. You've got a clip of Hatfield House this morning. I'll be sounding a little bit younger than I do at the moment, I think. You wait, if I ever decide to produce for you the very first news bulletin I ever read on LBC. I've got it on tape, and uh, it's in the spare room at the moment. And I haven't quite... uh, What I've got, I've got an hour tape of me, my very first news bulletin, and then a programme after that called LBC Reports Midnight. And if ever I decide to let it be heard in the light of day, you'll be horrified because that's what LBC used to sound like, and it was this, uh, the news bulletin at midnight, and then uh, an, a round-up of the day's news. And so you had a producer in, and they would put these things together, and I would play out the news of the day doing all the links, and then did the night extra programme. Very good. Uh, Steve, it's minus 9.7 in Slough. 9.7. It's very precise in Slough. You know why? Because we have the Mars factory. Uh, and uh, thanks, says Brian, I won the Dell laptop in September... I'm dying to find out this week who won the iPhone. We had an iPhone to give away the other day, which was very nice. Dublin Airport was open yesterday, says Vince. And uh, Bridget says, I spent my birthday snowed in here on my own with the dogs. I didn't even get my email from David in Paris for you to read out either. Boo-hoo. He's due back on Eurostar later. But it looks though like he'll be very late back. Bev says, it's true, Steve. It's minus 16 in Barnet. We live in a valley. A valley in Barnet? Unbelievable. And Fran says, please do Colleen Rooney on the X Factor again. No, no, I'm saving it. It's, it's a specialty there. Maybe later, maybe later. Uh, it's minus nine in Milton Keynes. The roads are not even gritted there. Snow in Richmond, says Trish. Hope it's nothing to do with the Gulfstream cooling. And uh, Robert the Angel says, it's minus two in my bathroom. Don't worry, I had rented accommodation once. And it was so cold. I mean, it was so cold. <laughs> I can't tell you. Harriet says, minus seven at Feltham. Just finishing work, and I've not seen a single gritter on the roads around Staines. Egham, roads very bad. John says it's minus seven in Great Bedwin, and it's minus 8.5 in West Byfleet, says Josh. A very gentle wobble to work in Croydon. What have I done in a previous life to deserve Croydon? I don't know. I do see people cycling in this weather. It does seem a bit dangerous, but I've seen on the television Chinese, probably friends of Amanda, I should imagine, cycling on frozen ponds on their bicycles to go and do the fishing. And I thought that was that was pretty clever, actually. Uh, still to come, more from the uh, the papers. Uh, what are you doing yesterday? Recycling? Were you? Oh, you cycling? Oh, right. She's got lots of her, her family go out there, and so she'll, she's saving up for Christmas because they don't have turkey. She has fish. She has sturgeon. And uh, so she'll be carving that, you know, in her usual way, with a name along the side with chopsticks. Actually, we had to rather another Chinese meal we had. Um, Michael McIntyre has joked that he was picked to add some uh, glamour for Britain's Got Talent. You know, he's one of the new judges. I just hope that he's going to be very honest. I hope he's going to be very honest. Because if he is, it'll work beautifully. I must also thank all those at Lush, including Mark Constantine. Mark and I go back many, many, many years and uh, sent in some nice little goodies. So thank you very much indeed, and Merry Christmas to all of you down there. With the headlines... It's Jim Diamond. This morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Monday morning. Uh, so there's two things. There's the snow, the ice, the black ice, the bad weather conditions, the flight's not going anywhere. And to add to that, there's this flu thing that's doing the rounds, which is affecting people's throats at the moment. And in fact, it seems to have gone through this building like a dose of salts. I mean, there's about four or five of us who've got this silly cough. Although I have to be honest, 
that uh, ever since I've tried my Care Codeine oral solution, especially for diabetics, because it's sugar-free, uh, it has made it a lot better. I know it probably doesn't sound as great, but I've had worse, if you remember, where I've really, you know, it has been terrible. Uh, Sarah says, can you please say good morning to my fellow community care workers who are also up and getting ready to slide their way around the communities, visiting the elderly and the disabled. Uh, I said yesterday on the programme, and I, I'll say it again today, it's, it's, if you think it's bad for you, think about the elderly trying to get out there. So if you've got an elderly neighbour or somebody in your block where you live, it doesn't cost anything. Just go and knock on the door and make sure they've got everything. You know, do you need anything? I'm going out shopping. Do you want some milk? Do you want some butter? Do you need some bread? Because they, they, they'd be quite grateful. If, if you haven't done it, do it today. It makes you feel a bit better about uh, things. Merci bien. Minus 10 in Catford. And James says, I am not going outside in my gym jams with a thermometer to let you know the temperature in Shepherd's Bush. Meanie. You're a meanie, aren't you? I bet bar humbug for Christmas for you in Shepherd's Bush. I bet there isn't any tree, won't be any presents underneath, no turkey. Get outside there with your thermometer. Mind you, who has a thermometer in this day and age? I do not have a thermometer at home, and I keep meaning to buy one. I keep meaning to buy one of these electronic ones. You know where they stick them in your ear? And, and I thought that'd be quite good, because I've got no idea what my temperature is or what it's supposed to be. Um, Steve, uh, Gravesend, minus 11. Oh, aptly called Gravesend. And, uh, Steve, it's minus six on my balcony in Collingdale. Minus six. That terrible. Minus six. Uh, some more of your texts and uh, emails. One here uh, from, uh, from Paul. In Highgate, he says, please, please pray for me this morning, Stephen Amanda. So I have to cycle from Highgate to Harlesden and then to Finchley. Should be a good laugh. Not. Just be ca- It's really dangerous. I mean, I wouldn't want to cycle in this weather. Not if you're on untreated roads and you get cars which, which don't see you half the time. All I would say is, if you've got a bicycle, make sure the lights are working. Uh, the A13 from the St- uh, Stanford exit traffic is just uh, sat there. Uh, any, any traffic problems in that area, says Paul? Can you let us know about? The A13... From the Stanford exit, traffic is just sitting there. Try and find out uh, for you on that one. Virginia is VA. Thank you very much indeed. See, I knew you'd all know this. I knew you'd know it. Uh, they treat roads with unrefined salt, says Andy. The white stuff that goes on your chips is the same stuff, just refined. In its unrefined state, it's full of grit and rocks. That's why it looks like sand and gravel. It is so messy. I've, I mean, I've got a nice pair of shoes on this morning, and I've, they're just ruined. And I bought some polish the other day. I'm a fool that I am. And the front of my shoes is... I don't know if they're actually any better now. They're, they're, they've not really... They just look horrible. Anything that's got salt in it ruins it. Uh, Tom in Canada. Yes, it would. Thank you. Every guessing why I went to the chemist and pretended it was for an elderly aunt. And uh, Steve, says uh, Zainab. It might sound very selfish, but I really hope it's quick. I'm waiting for a text from my college telling us whether we have college or not, because I take the district line to Upminster... And I'm half recovered from flu. Nothing worse than being half recovered from it. You can't concentrate with flu, can you? With a sore throat, you can concentrate because everything is, is absolutely fine. But I just, and a cab driver waved at me the other day. Uh, Steve, Heathrow should pile their snow at the end of the runway so that the planes can stop quicker. I've skidded on runways before. Wasn't much fun. Uh, five days to Christmas Eve, says Richard. And we wondered when you're going to play Jolly Old St Nicholas, the highlight of December. I'll tell you what we might. It might be tomorrow. Have to wait and find out. Minus five in Sittingbourne. Minus five. It's not so good, is it? And uh, we mentioned the other day when we had Jane Milligan in, we were talking about Panto Dames. 
and I was saying that the, the best panto dame of all time was a guy called Jack Tripp. Many of you won't, won't know who Jack Tripp is. He was, he was very old, but he was a good panto dame. Les Dawson was a very good panto dame. John Inman, fabulous panto dame. All these people who, who were just very good at it, who aren't with us anymore. Biggins is a very good panto dame, but he's in one of the papers today, saying he thinks that, you know, the panto dame is on the way out. Because there's a few people, like Kerry Dupree, who are doing Glamorous. And then you've got Lily Savage down in Southampton. Not really sort of doing, you know, the old busty, you know, over-the-garden-fence kind of stuff, which Les Dawson used to do. But doing quite, quite glam. It's a very good panto, very adult. So if ever you go to a panto and you think, I won't, I won't follow this, believe you me, most of the gags will be aimed for you. The little kids just go, oh, wow. Because they, they, they believe all this kind of stuff. And they like it. It's, quite, it's good entertainment for adults. I think hen parties should go to panto. You should really go there because, you know, people, people say, you know, it's, 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 it's just for children. It's not. It's for adults. It's adults in it. Although I'm not. Biggins is very interesting. He talks about the Americans coming over to do panto and he's not in favour. He called Mickey Rooney a blithering idiot because they don't understand the concept of panto. It's no good just coming on, reading your lines and thinking you understand it. It's a totally different a different sort of form, an art form. And Biggins does it very well. And he, he's up in... Um, I forget where he is now, not Birmingham, he's around that, around that sort of way, he's doing panto. Because I didn't think he was doing it this year. He sent me a Christmas card, and it's just a picture of him and Neil on the front. Normally, it's a picture of him saying, and I'm in panto at so-and-so. But it didn't say that this year, it's just a very smart picture. Uh, M- Michael Winner's card was very nice, all full of publicity stuff, Michael Winner's card, which is very nice. Uh, Sandra says, glad you're a bit better. Minus four in my conservatory in Wellings, I forgot to put the heater on. I love a good conservatory. But when I, I was watching the, uh, the news earlier... And uh, the snow was coming down at a football match. And it looked terrible. I mean, it was like that in Twickenham. It just came down and drenched us. Uh, talking of drenching people, here are the, uh, the Beckham family. And uh, they're all dressed up. I'm, s- I'm sorry to say this. It kind of, And I've only just thought about it now. There's something about little boys dressed up in clothes, which quite clearly they're not happy wearing. That can't, you know, because you, you've actually got them wearing shirts and ties, which is OK. Little suits. And one of them's got a little waistcoat on and everything. You know, it's OK. But again, mother looking as miserable as sin, looking like she's wearing a Mac. And she's got her hands in her pockets. Very slovenly, I'm afraid. We know she doesn't take great pictures. Uh, there's also the Tory MP. He was in the papers yesterday, and I'm afraid I wasn't a fan yesterday, and I'm no more of a fan today, of the Deputy Speaker of the House, Nigel Evans, who's 53, and he's decided to reveal publicly he's gay. Shut up. I really couldn't care less. I mean, it's like people in the House of Commons, you know, come forward to go, by the way, I'm heterosexual. I'm really not remotely interested. I couldn't care less. And, uh, as, I mean, the funny thing is, poor old Nigel Evans obviously thought people didn't realise. I think people guessed. Bit of a guess there, I think, at 53. And he revealed it to Vicky Entwistle. Uh, he says, Vicky and I went for a drink after a party, and she said to me, you're gay, aren't you? Hilarious thing to say, isn't it? Let's have a drink. You're gay. And he then said, it's a subject I avoid usually. Can't imagine why. But Vicky is very natural, and I told her I was. I thought to myself, I'm now telling people I'm gay. It's time I did something about it and told everyone. Oh, shut up. Who cares? Nobody's remotely interested. But this apparently makes the, uh, the papers. Today. I mean, really. I mean, I'm, I'm more interested in finding out why Vincent Cable is wasting everybody's time on his own in appearing in the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special. I'd rather he concentrated on his career as opposed to all these... I can understand people who are ex-MPs, like Lembit, Useless Opic and uh, Anne Widdicombe. The only person, strangely enough, who's probably made any money out of Strictly. Because so many of the rest of them won't make any money at all. Unless, of course, you bought a lottery ticket. 
So far, £17 million has gone unclaimed. These are jackpot winners. There is uh, three landed the lotto jackpot, while the other six are Euro million winners. Somebody bought a ticket in Brighton. It's worth £2.9 million. Somebody bought one in Bromley, worth £2.3 million. And there's one in Port Talbot who won £5.6 million, and they've not come forward. £5.6 million. Now, that would make a Christmas. And if you don't claim it, I'm afraid it, it goes to good causes. And you don't want it to do that, do you? You don't want it to go to good causes. You want it in your bank account so that people are nice to you. Jamie says, it's minus seven in Cheam Village. I've just seen the forecast for the week, and it looks like the south is in for snow, especially Christmas Eve. Why do the public panic by? For some reason, everybody goes out and clears the shelves of milk and bread. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know why they do. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm not panic buying. Why would you panic? Panic buy? You don't need to worry about that at all. I'm more worried about the fact that the Queen's head could vanish off the stamps if they sell the Royal Mail and it goes to uh, an overseas company, which it might do. There is no legal obligation to put the Queen's head on the stamp. It's only done out of a courtesy here. There's no, there's nothing written in law that says they have to have the Queen's head on there. But I've kind of got used to it. I'm more worried about the fact that a first-class stamp is going up to, what, 46p? In, in April, four, that's an increase of five... That's nine shillings, ladies and gentlemen. Just over nine shillings. So 46p. So that's a 5p increase. For what? I know it's difficult at the moment, but, I mean, to be honest with you, surely they can do, they can do something a bit better. And I don't even know how much a first-class stamp costs at the moment. I didn't until they told me it was going up to 46p. Because I, I sent some cards the other day to Godchildren and things like that, and I had to put extra stamps on because it was a bulky card. But... To be honest with you, I've really got no idea. You're supposed to take them in and get them weighed. Because now it's based on the size. Nightmare, isn't it? Absolute nightmare, I'm afraid. So uh, be very careful. But they are going uh, up in price. Steve Allen. <laughs> so if you, see, if you see a man going grey and sweating and clutching his chest, you think he's having a heart attack. You see a woman do that in John Lewis. <laughs> You just think she's looking for the coat hangers and she's got trapped in that strange space by the sewing machines. Morning, team. Nice to have your company. You will make it to work. If you don't have to go out today, if you're not working and you're on holiday, then don't, don't go out today. It's really not worth it. You'll fall over all over the place. I might even have to go home, actually, and put my grips on the bottom of my shoes, which we took to Oslo. But actually, Oslo was just cold, just really cold. But you're telling us the temperature... At the moment where you are, ever since I queried earlier on that it could be minus nine in Soho, apparently it's freezing in Liverpool. Minus 11, tucked up in bed, says Lloyd. Another one of my Liverpudly impressions. It's amazing, really, isn't it? I'm just, I'm quite gifted when it comes to doing impressions of... <laughs> not really at all, I'm afraid. And uh, it's minus 7.4 in Rayleigh. Sorry, it's minus 7.4... Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> it didn't work at all, did it? Thank you, Paul, very much indeed. Minus 7.4. Do you all have little thermometers out there? I think it's quite a nice idea, isn't it? Oh, Lord. Loads of people telling us what it is. Loads of people. Good luck to Sandra, who's going to hospital today for an op. Or an opt. I love her very much, says Neil, in Reading. You don't tell us what, what sort of op it is. But, uh, good luck. They, they, I hope everybody can get in. That's the trouble, isn't it, really? You know, we're, we're sort of, uh... You've got all these, these people in hospital. So, well done to, uh to all of those who work in hospitals, to the nurses, all the people who, who work. You know, you just assume, don't you, when you go into a shop, there's going to be staff there. I mean, had I been buying a Bentley at HRO in the other day, up in Berkeley Square, I couldn't have bought it because they sent the staff home because of the snow. There was only one person in, 
and for, uh, for security, you had to ring the bell. But there is a very nice Bentley up there. If you were thinking of what to buy me for Christmas, that would be my, my present. It's a black Bentley with chrome. Oh, is that what you bought? I'm more intrigued by my brother's present this year, which is in two parts. I've got to open this one after Christmas. Mind you, the rate we're going, we get snow down. I could be sitting at home for Christmas Day by myself. <laughs> Might not manage to make it to Essex. Uh, Sam says it's minus two in the city, according to my Mercedes. Oh, right. And my one, it just says ice. It doesn't actually put the temperature up, I don't think. Does it put the, oh, no, it probably doesn't. Merry Christmas, says Sam. Merry Christmas. you know, honestly, not many people have said Merry Christmas today. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to people, you know, doing the Merry Christmas. Compliments of the season. You know, stuff like that. Uh, Josh said, I've now broken down at the side of the M25. And it's minus 9.5. Recovery service on the way. Not a great start. Oh, you're the one, are you? There's always one, isn't it? Always say, actually, I felt sorry for somebody the other day because by the side of the road was this bloke broken down and um, his bonnet was up. And I thought, oh, no, not in this weather. It's, it's just not good, actually. Uh, woken up late, says Darren, the diabetic cabbie. Heard you turn this, uh, this cough mixture. This is Care Codeine. Sugar-free, can, calms dry or irritating coughs. It's not, it's not a cold thing. It's for, it's for coughs, but it's, it's no sugar. No sugar. So sugar-free. So absolutely. Because otherwise, most of the cough mixtures out there are laden with sugar. If you're a diabetic, not particularly good, eh? Not particularly good. Minus nine in Sutton, just outside Dartford. Steve, it's brr. A little bit more than brr, I should imagine. Minus 13 in Epping, says Mark. Sue will not get out of bed. Please tell her to get up and she'll listen to you. People always... I know, I've split up more marriages than anything else. Out of bed. Bridget says, we're hoping snow permitting, to go and see Norman Barrett and his budgies in Panto at Dunstable. Oh, how lovely. Norman Barrett. Love Norman Barrett. Lovely. And actually, I, I got my, uh, my latest copy of the magazine. I, I, I just delve into it all the time. I just do. I'm kingpole. Love it. Uh, minus 6.7 in Rains Park, says Ken, in Rains Park. Steve, it's colder in the garden than in the freezer. So I've just put the turkey outside and I've just seen the cat buying a blowtorch at B&Q. Have you seen, there's a lovely picture in the paper today. It's a very funny picture. It's of a cat halfway up a Christmas tree in the house. What's at the top of the Christmas tree? A mouse. The mouse is sitting at the top of the Christmas tree. It managed to escape from the cat, and it's sitting at the top. Looks like somebody's hamster, to be honest with you. And the cat's sitting there waiting, and, but luckily the mouse gets away. It's a bit Tom and Jerry, but I do like that. Joe says, minus five in Highbury. I've opened the freezer door to warm the place up a bit. Just spare a thought for those people who don't have central heating. People living in rented accommodation. People. I remember having a car years ago, and the heater went on it, and there was. No, and you sit there freezing to death. Now I could sit there in vest and pants, and I'll still be all right. Joe says it's minus eleven. In, sorry, dreadful image for you this morning. It's minus eleven in Swanley, dreading the drive into work. Well, don't go. Can you not phone up? Can you not do it sort of over the phone or something? It's a terrible release. Mind you, so many people with computers now. You can work from home. <clears throat> uh, minus 12 in uh, Finchley, says Ron. It's amazing, these temperatures, isn't it? So put, put gloves... I've got my gloves with me and everything in my little bag. I've got my Marks and Spencers bag. I'm a bit disappointed. The lights have gone out. I must have left them on in the cupboard because I'm really upset. Really upset. South Croydon, it's minus 6. Jackie says it's 1 degree in Blackfriars. And Martin says it's minus 9 on the M25. Thanks to Neil the Courier and Corin and Tony 
for my car. Oh, she's had more cars. You know, she's writing a lot of cars to herself, and she's putting... Notes. She's heard me mention names on the programme. So what she's done is she sort of said, oh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll write down it. So she, she comes in, and every morning she walks, she goes, oh, look, another card's arrived. So the same writing, same writing. She's had loads this year, four. OK, and uh, so a lot of people are feeling a bit sympathetic for her. As I've said to her, you know, when, she, when she's decorating the terminal at Gatwick Airport come Christmas Eve, you know, she can put her four cards up. Because I'm too embarrassed to put my cards up in the office. Because I've got so many of them. And, and I don't want to overshare... Are you taking yours home? Do you know, I did one year, I did take my cards home just to impress the neighbours with how many cards I got. And, uh, and then I suddenly realised that there's not enough room because my, my brother used to hang them from the walls. You know, you get these things, you get bits of ribbon, you put some double-sided tape on and you... I used to quite like that. Then my mum used to have bits of thread and she'd put them across and everything. And I've got some stuff... I can't remember where I bought it actually years ago and it's, it's thin gold wire with little pegs. Little gold pegs. And you hang the cards on those. I must do something about this studio. This is the most unfestive studio I've ever been in in my entire life. Not a bit of tinsel. And luckily, I've got tinsel left over from the show at the Mermaid Theatre. Pictures available on Chris, Chris Tadulu's website. More than 100,000 hits to have a look at the pictures of the last show. A lot of pictures of me in a spa, sparkly jacket, I'm afraid, and of Anthony as well. So it's photochris.co.uk. But if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, not only can you open up today's advent calendar, which is not a picture, it's a piece of recording from years ago, from the 80s, of me doing a, a programme called A Place in the Country, which many of you might remember, uh, but also it's got the pictures of the pantomime, where all the stars came together. So Barbara's there, and the Hoff, and tons of people. So go and have a look at those. These are, in fact, I need you to look at them today. It's kind of really important, OK, for you to look at the pictures today, because I need the hits. Because then I get a, a memo going, oh, done quite well on the hits. You know, I quite like that idea. It's, it's, and and, then, you, then, and then, then they send us away to exotic places. And so next year they might send us somewhere else. I quite found, no, I was going to say a beach holiday, but I don't, I don't really think, no, I'm not going to Hawaii. Not with you. It's like the sound of you in a hula hula skirt doing all that kind of stuff. I've seen her trekking down the beach in Santa Monica. That's bad enough, I'm afraid. Cathy uh, has been awake all night with a very chesty cough, streaming eyes, feeling very sorry for myself, but you're keeping my spirits up. To be honest with you, I mean, I know exactly how you're feeling. I, I hate it. I did wake up three times. In fact, I woke up last night at uh, midnight. I woke up thinking I seem to have been asleep for ages. And I started turning the heating off before I go to bed because I don't want to wake up and sweat through the night and it makes your throat very dry. And uh, if you're like me, you know, where your voice is your living, <coughs> sort of today, uh, you've got to look after it a bit. And I'm a bit lax at looking after it. I'm not, I'm not particularly good, I'm afraid. So I just take it for granted it's always going to be there. Uh, and I woke up and it was only 12 o'clock. I thought, oh, another two hours before the alarm goes off. So I lay down on the settee and because the heating was off, my feet got all cold. I had my dressing gown on, but my little feet were frozen frozen to death so i know i know how you're feeling i don't have a chesty cough it's just it's the sore throat but it doesn't hurt or anything like that makes me sound a little bit like mariella frostrup which probably is, isn't the best uh, best uh, sound i'm afraid nick in barnet he said my dad's due to fly to tenerife from luton today uh, he had no problem he's just taken off on time oh, well there you go so good for him taking off from luton I'm not going. no you're not going from luton either you're going from from gatwick yeah. oh never mind i'm sure it'll be yes i'm sure it'll be fine Never mind, just don't phone me on Christmas Day. Uh, minus nine in Gerard's Cross, makeup bag in the car and the door's currently frozen. Yeah, my door was frozen on the back seat of the car today. I had to get some sweeties out. My makeup bag was frozen as well. Uh, in Orpington, temperature reading on the back door, a sheltered spot, minus four. Car on the road and exposed. Steve, minus 13. Minus eight at Lakeside Thurrock, says Paul the cabbie. What? Uh, Mike says, I'm a self-employed motorcycle courier and I can't work much as I love the snow. I know. 
And she wouldn't get me on a motorbike, even if it wasn't snowing, I'm afraid. So very dangerous. Uh, Steve, it's minus 13 in Harlow. Going back under the duvet. Work is not worth it. Merry Christmas. Terry says it's minus nine in Ricelip. I've got to drive to Glasgow. Should be fun. <laughs> Should be fun, shouldn't it? There's a drive and a half, Glasgow. I bet that's pretty. But it's all up and down hills, isn't it, in Edinburgh? I remember going there before. Battersea, it's like an ice rink, apparently, Stephen. It's a Merry Christmas. Minus 11 in Hounslow. Claire in Epsom. It was minus 11 at six. Now it's minus 10. I wish I could just stay in the warm, but my son has two days left of school. Actually, around our way, I think they've all broken up. You can always tell when the schools break up around Twickenham, the shoplifting starts a bit earlier, which is good, isn't it? It's good news there. Merry Christmas from King's Langley Station, awaiting the 0612, says Julietta. Oh, it's cold. I hope you've all got scarves on, especially around your neck, because it's your neck that goes first. I was going to wear one. I sort of I wrapped the scarf around my head, actually. And I look like I've got a thyroid problem. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a particularly good look. I did look a little bit like one of those peasants, a Russian female peasant gathering sticks to go and get my fire going so I could do some goulash or something. I could eat goulash now. Quarter to seven. News headline. This conversation is essential listening during this weather emergency. Morning, everybody. It's uh, 11 minutes to seven. Don't forget, uh, Boris will be joining Nick this morning on the breakfast show, just to find out how uh, how well we're doing or not, as the case may be. Uh, many cars, says Sue, have an outside temperature display. Ford cars show the number and a red or orange snowflake, depending on how low the temperature is. I'm not big on Christmas, but I know you love it, so I wish you a happy and healthy one. Well, the healthy bit, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, will be fantastic. Provided, if the snow comes down, as I say, over Christmas, I, mean, I, don't, I shouldn't worry about it too much, but it just means I'm probably not going to get down to, uh, to family. It depends. I'm not going to risk it. You know, it's far too dangerous, I think. Um, don't forget, on Boxing Day, which is next Sunday, uh, my Christmas adventure is to Los Angeles and Norway, OK? And that runs at 6 in the morning until 7, and then repeated at 9 o'clock at night. And you can podcast it as well. Which is good news. Minus eight on my balcony, opposite the sea in Clacton on Sea in Essex, says Lynn. And uh, Jim Shelley is talking about strange. I didn't see it. The house that made me, the Michael Barrymore, was on it. I think they're using Boy George and people like that. This is where people go back to the flat or the house where they grew up. Well, strangely enough, on the. It's not, well, in fact, this particular one, although the building where Michael lived on the Dickens estate has been demolished, an almost identical flat has been restored to how it was when Michael lived there. Kind of defeats the object, doesn't it, really, by calling the programme the house that made me. Why don't they just call it the mock-up that made me? And that's what Jim Shelley talks about today. Plus, strictly, he said, is the weakest, most pointless of all the big reality shows. He says, at best, it offers gormless has-beens, like Peter Shilton, the chance of being as big as last year's winner, Chris Watts-his-name, or that bloke from Holby. Despite the pretensions of the judges still labouring under the impression it's a serious dance competition, the contestants who do the best out of it are the clowns the John Sargents or the Whittacombs. He's absolutely right. He says here, there's nothing cool about Strictly. It's like being trapped on a cruise ship. It's pure naff camp, I'm afraid. And, uh, you know, it, it talks about all the people who've, who've been on it. And, and you have to look at the contestants out. There's always going to be somebody from Hollyoaks. Although, strange enough, nobody ever watches Hollyoaks. We've got somebody coming up on the Dancing on Ice programme from Hollyoaks, because they obviously trawl through it and go, um... OK, we've got... Uh, you'll do. You're in Hollyoaks. You, you can be in it. Because nobody ever watches the thing. I mean, apart from... I've, I've seen it probably about two or three times. It used to be quite good. Now I'm not particularly interested. Um, <laughs> and a bit rich here. Good to see Alan Carr taking the mickey out of Stacey Solomon for the way she talks. It's Alan Carr talked like that, you know. So Stacey Solomon also a little bit like that, I'm afraid. And, um... Other people, he says, uh, why is it on a Friday night we had a man wielding a machete in our orchard, chasing our lamb, shouting, meat! 
This is people, uh, local residents, protesting about the 1992 Castle Morton rave. Um, and Miranda, who says here, it's nigh on impossible to act normal when you're trying to act normal. It's true, isn't it? Here we go, temperatures again in Heathrow, says Scott, it's minus six. And Dee says, happy and healthy new year and a merry Christmas to you, Miranda. John, Paul, Nathan, Roger, who give such a good show day after day, and to all my friends, as I've lost my address book. Oh, nothing worse, is there? And is it to everybody who knows me as well? So I'll, I'll do mine to, uh, to all my family. OK, so all my relations, on Mum's side and on Dad's side, Merry Christmas, including my Uncle Alan and Auntie Janet, who have just moved. They used to live in Hutton, down the road from Johnny, and they've moved, I gather. So uh, hopefully I should get their address very shortly. Minus five in Wandsworth, Steve. Uh, Steve forgot to mention I'm currently listening to you from Oslo. Susan wants to know whatever happened to global warming, if only. Minus seven in Egham, one junction from Heathrow. Good show. Thank you, says Alvin. Minus eight in Glasgow. Uh, Nick in Cockfosters. He says, why are there no gritters? What, you better ask Boris a bit later on about that. Minus seven at Swiss Cottage. David now at Regent's Park, but very toasty on the heated seats. Not too cold for those cold joggers. Because people still... Have you noticed people still go running? Have you noticed they all stand at Traveller? <sighs> and they're still jogging on the spot. And I always look at them and think, I think you need to go home and actually get a life. I'm not, I'm not really big into jogging. I mean, I could. If I wanted to do it, I could do it. But to be honest with you, I'm really not that bothered. Not that bothered about Joe. Some people do it and they, and they do look good, but uh, I'm not one of them. Uh, don't forget, check out the LBC website, please. lbc.co.uk, the advent calendar, and also the panto pics. I'm only reminding you uh, to do that just in case they vanish today because there's going to be so many snow pictures on there which you've sent in. Plus, you can find out about podcasting, which is good. Uh, apprentice hopeful Chris Bates looked a broken man. He admitted, I have no idea what to do next. Well, why do just get a job stacking shelves? I see no reason why the people on... Because most of them are just peculiar on, on the... Uh, in fact, on most of these reality programmes, they're just peculiar. As somebody said to me, uh, you don't find any proper singers appearing on The X Factor. Proper singers are out there singing. It's only the peculiar ones who appear on the television. And we have had a few peculiar ones. Will they be around in a year's time? Probably not. Will One Direction ever sing live? I shouldn't think so. They might have one rehearsed little song that they do to prove to people, they say, oh, that makes us sing, because I've interviewed groups in the past, and they, uh, you know, you want to get a group like Westlife. Charming. Charming. I say that all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Ron says, minus eight, wherever he is. I'm not sure where you are, actually. Hartford, minus eight. Good Lord. And uh, Steph says, Merry Christmas. I would be lost without your show of the morning. My son and I both work for the NHS, uh, visiting the sick and elderly. Yesterday morning, my son saw an elderly woman balancing on the ice with two walking sticks and bags of shopping to avoid her becoming the next casualty. He pulled over, asked her if she wanted to live. She declined, understandably. He showed his ID and she was OK. Because, I mean, that's the last thing you want, isn't it? You really don't want that. And all the community staff, you've got to work over the, uh, the festive season. But I think some people like working over the festive season. I mean, I'm one of those who likes work. No, you don't want to work. No, I like working over the festive season. Who buys the most hangover remedies? I didn't know there was a hangover remedy. Is there a hangover remedy? Geordies, apparently. Apparently, Tynesiders are known for their tough image. Are they? I didn't think so. But anyway, they're, they're apparently uh, known for buying remedies. All very exciting. Uh, we mentioned Brad Fitt the other day. Uh, he does pantomime. In fact, he's a dame. And uh, we were bigging him up on the, uh, the programme the other day. So I've sent him a message saying, uh, we don't have a clip of the programme. You could actually podcast it, but we were just talking about Panto Dames. And your name came up, which is good. Uh, Catherine Bancroft 
is going to be talking about Vince Cable, surprisingly, today. Is it a crime to dance? Absolutely. This man's a, you know, a working member of Parliament. It's just stupid that these people turn up on the television. They're going to be talking to Lembit Opic, who's literally trying to grab as many of these reality shows as he can, and uh, Boris on the Snow and Homelessness, plus a look back at the year and a look ahead to 2011. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, plus Fury as the Council ration supplies. Uh, and here is Cara Toynton, who's going to be talking about her dreary relationship. She's only known this man a few weeks, and already they're in they're a relationship. They're an item. Uh, Shirley Teese knows all about the little pegs and the wire, because she bought some in Sainsbury's. Haven't had them before. Usually hang cards on ribbons, which is quicker, but as I'm likely to have a lot of time on my hands, on account of being snowbound, I'm going to give them a go. None of the online food delivery services has any slots till the 27th. I've got plenty of food in the cupboard and freezer, but could run out of milk. Go and get powdered milk today. I always think that's the, uh, that's the thing you need. And uh, Alexandra Park, behind my house on Friday afternoon. Lovely picture. Very, very nice picture indeed. So thank you very much indeed to uh, all of you for your texts and uh, emails. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, dear, I tell you. Just at the end of the programme, isn't it typical? Oh, and by the way, the advice from all the charities today, don't give to beggars. Don't give to beggars. Listen, I'm going to nip off home just before anything else happens and uh, wish you a pleasant day. Nick and the team with you after the news at 7. Thanks for all your texts and emails. Check out the website, all the great pictures of Panto and the Snow pictures. First of all, this morning's business update for you with Chris Rock.